Welcome in to Family Devotions with Religionless Christianity. We are so grateful that you're here. We're happy that you're joining us as we continue our walk through the book of Genesis, today discussing Genesis chapter 6. And as we come to Genesis 6, we see a world pushed to the brink because of sin. We see that mankind has multiplied greatly on the earth. We also see God greatly reducing the lifespan of humans, declaring that our days would be no more than 120 years. And it's a wonderful statement to remind us of God's sovereignty over our lives and our deaths. The Bible says God has every one of our days numbered. Job chapter 14 verse 5 says, Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with you, and his limits you have set so that he cannot pass. And I do hope you find it as comforting as I do that God holds our lives in his hands. But also in Genesis 6, we see the first mention of Nephilim, and that these Nephilim had children with women, going outside of God's created order and reproduction, that being between man and woman. This, along with much else, leads God in Genesis chapter 6, verse 6 to be grieved in his heart over man's wickedness. This chapter for the first seven verses has all the makings of one of the worst chapters in the Bible. But then we get to verse 8, and that is what I want to highlight today. Verse 8 reads, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Maybe one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. This short verse highlights so well the mercy that God extends to mankind. It also makes me think, in a world of wickedness, we must strive to be Noah. In a world of wickedness, which in many respects is a world we find ourselves in, it doesn't take an army. It takes a single Noah. It takes 12 ragamuffins. It takes one questioning monk to change the world. We can spend our whole lives looking back on great men of faith and admiring their faith and work, and we should. But we should also set about becoming a faithful and righteous person intent on doing God's work ourselves. In a world of wickedness, with every excuse to be wicked himself, Noah chose to be righteous and follow God. You and I are here today because he did. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. How much also does the life of a righteous man spare many? God has given you a family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, and so on. How much can your life, if you dedicate to live it for God and His glory, affect those others for good? How much of a difference can it make? Well, a world of difference, literally. Yeah, I was thinking about how when we pray for our children to be saved, God has also put it in our hearts to live godly and not live lukewarm lives. So my assurance of their salvation isn't in my ability to walk godly, but God uses it as a means to lead them to himself. As the lines between the world and the church become blurred in how people live, it's very important to live differently, even if it causes mockery and hate towards you. Our children need to see our boldness and love for the Lord, unashamed, so they are able to learn how to stand because the world is working just as hard to turn their affections away from the Lord. Yes, we could make a difference in the lives of many, but the Lord has given us children, and nobody watches us as closely as they watch us or listens to us more closely as they do. 
So not just our children, but like Spencer mentioned, other family members and friends and coworkers, they are watching how you live. Are you consistent in your faith and obedience towards God? Yes, people will observe that you live morally pure lives, but that's not enough. They need to know why. It's easier to live godly and quiet lives, but we need boldness to speak of who we serve. It requires the living rightly and the sharing about God. We are so easily uh, mocked these days just for simply believing in a creator, for even believing that there was a worldwide flood. People hate any facts that give credit to anything that proves God's word is true. They even deny science, which is funny because that's what they claim to hold to. And Satan hates God's order so much so that he tries to twist what God called good. The God-hating supposed science lovers even hate the fact that only women can have babies. <laughs> they hate that God designed uh, fruitfulness using a man and a woman. I see the world we live in today and wonder if it was like this in Noah's time. Um, I know it was twisted in a different way with the Nephilim being around. But one thing we can say is the same is that the intent of men's hearts is evil continually. And to think, we have that same sin seed in us, and we are just as vile and deserving of God's wrath as they are. But God is rich in mercy and saves the humble, those who acknowledge their sin and desire to be set free from its hold. They desire to live pleasing towards God. And the fact that our affections turned from the world to God is evidence we, like Noah, have found favor in the eyes of God. And we'll end today with a prayer from our Scottish Psalter of 1595, praying today from Psalm chapter 5. It says, O good God, our King and Creator, seeing we have our whole trust in Thee, and do worship Thee in spirit and truth, despise not, we pray Thee, the sighs and prayers of Thy poor servants, oppressed and afflicted by Thy enemies, and keep us continually under Thy protection until we be glorified with our head and Savior, Jesus Christ, thy Son. Amen.